everyone. Welcome to the Into the Harvest Friends, all of you out there. I'm Abigail and I'm joined today by my teammates, Andrew and Lakeith. If you're new to this space, we want to use this time to help bring the clarity and confidence you need to live and share your faith in the everyday places of life. Um, if you are joining us via YouTube, welcome. And you probably noticed that we're looking very festive today. And that's because we're talking about Advent. I should probably take this hat off because of the bell. Mm, I didn't that's even think great. about that. But you guys have a really awesome shirts on. And uh, I had to join. <laughs> yeah, I had no idea. No one gave me the memo about what we were wearing today. That's right. Uh, be- before we get started, I uh, have a couple of housekeeping things to do. First off, if you haven't subscribed to our YouTube channel, please do that. Um, It's a pretty cool thing we've got going on and we've got a lot of really awesome stuff um, planned for 2020. So you definitely want to be there. Um, Also, um, we have been talking about this for a few episodes now and I promise we won't keep doing this forever. But if you would like to have a question or something that you would like to discuss with us, we would love to hear from you. And we've set up this thing called SpeakPipe, um, speakpipe.com slash into the harvest. Uh, we can also link it in the show notes. Just click on that. Tell us your name, where you're from, and then any question you might have or comment on our show. Um, we love actually hearing your voices. So please leave us a message. We would like to hear about that. So we're kind of at the, this last end of the year. We're going to be talking about Advent today, and we've got some other cool things we want to talk about. Andrew, what else do we need to discuss with our listeners? Well, I've got one more announcement, but before we jump to that, I do want to thank people who did subscribe because I think we picked up uh, about 15, 20 subscribers oh. over on the YouTube channel this past week. Awesome. So. Hey, guys. <laughs> yeah. And I think we mentioned this last time, but uh, we really, the, the first threshold is 100 subscribers. When we get to 100 sh- subscribers, we can lock in the end of the harvest URL, which is important. Um, so if you're hearing this right now and you're not subscribed yet on YouTube, take a minute to go over there, search for Into the Harvest, subscribe and turn on your notifications. We'd really appreciate that. And then with the speak pipe as well, like Abby said, there are lots of things that we would love to talk about and we will, but, um, we also want to talk about things that are real pressing issues for you in terms of living your faith, sharing your faith in the everyday places. And that's why we're doing the speak pipe. So. Um, yeah, we hope that people will take advantage of that and we will feature you and your question on the show, which will be a lot of fun. The last thing that I wanted to mention today, this podcast is coming out on Thanksgiving day. Um, and so we are on the home stretch with 2019 and, and a lot of people know that the day after Thanksgiving is referred to as black Friday. Some people may not know that the reason they call it that is because most retailers are are operating in the red. They're actually losing money all the way until the Friday after Thanksgiving because Christmas shopping starts Mm -hmm. and the amount of revenue that they generate between Thanksgiving and Christmas actually puts them in the black. And nonprofits are very similar to that, which is why I think in recent years they've done the Giving Tuesday. But it's definitely the case for us. We're doing a year-end fundraiser this year for Into the Harvest because right now we are operating at a deficit. We're in the red. Um, That's not uncommon, so I don't want you to be worried. But we do rely on generous year-end gifts to make our annual budget to finish in the black. And so we're asking you guys that if you've been encouraged by Into the Harvest in 2019, 
if you understand what we're trying to do, you believe in it, you want to see it continue and grow in 2020, then uh, we ask that you would consider making a special year in gift to help us finish the year in the black, finish um, on budget and start 2020 on solid footing. So mm -hmm. we're calling this Finish Strong 2019. And there's a link in the video description here. You can also just go to our website and uh, you'll probably be hearing more about that in the coming weeks on social media. But we really appreciate you guys. We love the community that God is building and uh, we'll hope you, we hope you'll help us keep it going. Yes, absolutely. And since it's Thanksgiving day, we do just say thank you for all of you, for all of your support this year. It's been a lot of fun. I honestly cannot believe that season two is almost to a close. I mean, I this is truly crazy. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Oh, it, it's, okay. it's really true, Abigail. And I mean, honestly, last year we basically, we've doubled the number of shows that we've done. And then obviously um, we're trying here at the very end to, to put these shows on video as well on mm -hmm. YouTube, which is a, a, a big step learning curve for us. So it's been an, it's been an exciting year. Really has um, totally off topic, but um, today in the car, uh, we were listening to Christian radio and they're, they do this thing where uh, you like ask your kids a question and you record it on video and then send it in if it's cute. Mm. Um, but my kids, like the question for this next week was, what is your, what does your mom do when you're not around? And so we were, I was driving, so I didn't record my kids, but I was like, well, what do you guys think I do when you're not around? And my son was like, you do podcasts. Oh, <laughs> okay, that's well, cool. that's what I'm doing. That's nice. correct. <laughs> so it's yep. been a, a busy year for us. Mm -hmm. yeah. uh, but we um, today, ironically, because I am one of those very strong proponents for celebrating your Thanksgiving before you head into the Christmas season and I got on to Keith last year about it and he like really held it in his heart. Um, are you Clearly. still suffering from me just lashing out at you about Oh man, it was too funny. <laughs> so today was total revenge uh, day because I wanted Abby to be uh, offended that I was wearing a Christmas shirt before uh, it was time because I gave her a hard time about a cup last year, but she was totally in a good mood. And she even went to go don her own Christmas stuff. So the uh, reaction was a, good a little, mood, everybody. <laughs> a little disappointing. Unlike last time, right. apparently. No, I think um, it really is just because this Thanksgiving, guys, is later than they usually are. I feel like we're yeah, going to circle back definitely. around with our Thanksgivings, but this one is a late one. And so mm. I think we're all ready to head into the Christmas season. Oh, yeah. um, this Sunday actually marks the beginning of Advent. And so that's what we wanted to talk about today is this season of Advent. Um, you maybe have heard this word thrown around and maybe you know what it means. Maybe you don't. I had to look it up. So, um, so don't feel bad if you didn't know, uh, Advent actually means, I mean, word for like the actual definition is, um, the waiting on the arrival of someone important, which I think is really a great, it's a, the perfect word. That's why we mm -hmm. chose it. Mm -hmm. um, but that's what we're really doing when we head into this Advent season um, is where we are going into a season of waiting. Um, so we wanted to talk about that today. We're going to start by just discussing why we think that this is an important thing to do as believers and maybe the two sides of the waiting coin. So we kind of want to discuss 
the um, maybe the obvious uh, waiting of just like, oh, anticipation of Christmas, waiting on baby Jesus, um, that <laughs> type of waiting. But we also want to talk about the, the waiting that we as believers are doing now, waiting for Jesus's return. So let's get into it, guys. Can we just kind of maybe you um, would do an even better job than me of breaking down kind of what these two important um types of waiting that we as believers are celebrating during the season and why they're important for us to do. <laughs> yeah, Abby, maybe, maybe before we even dive into that, um, maybe should we just say a word about our own experiences, I, I, history with Advent? Like I didn't grow up with Advent at all um, oh, yeah. in my childhood. <laughs> I don't know if you did. I, I suspect that Keith you probably did not. I did not. So Okay, Advent- so I am, I'm clearly the, the, the expert then because I grew up with that. <laughs> Did you really? (laughs) Oh, yes. Oh, wow. Oh, my goodness. Um, I I grew up in a home where there wasn't even a Christmas tree. I think that it was most probably because we couldn't afford a Christmas tree, but it was also, we were very, I know, like that just made it roll down. I promise it was a very wonderful (laughs) home to grow up in. And I think that um, it was, there was a real focus on the meaning of Christmas. And so Advent was probably the biggest thing that we did during that holiday season. We had this um, set of, I guess they were brass candle holders. They were like very shiny and gold looking and they were up on our piano and our family actually did a candle a day. So there were actually 25 of them. And then on Sundays, um, we had this little uh, kind of uh, tray thing that had the the four candles on it, and we would light one for each. That's what most people maybe are used to is the lighting of the one candle every Sunday leading up right. to mm-hmm. to uh, Christmas. But we would sing hymns and we would light the candles and whoever got to like snuff out the candle was the really lucky child. I mean, these are the important things that I gained from. <laughs> So, um, I think that there may have been some Bible reading, but as a small child, I don't remember that portion. So mm-hmm. I probably sound out. So yeah, as a small child, it's all about the lighting things on fire. Oh, yeah, the, yeah, the fire. I think oh, that's yeah. really important when you're just like looking up at all those candles lit thinking like, is the house going to ca- catch on fire now? <laughs> well, you are that definitely, really definitely the Advent expert in terms of, of years of exposure to it for, for me. <laughs> yeah. I, I don't think I even heard the word Advent uh, growing up, even though I grew up in the Bible Belt and, and grew mm-hmm. up attending uh, church service on a regular basis. But it was a uh, you know Protestant background that I grew up in. So a lot of the, um, the, the more historical traditions were not something that we had held on to, including something like Advent. So for our family, we became aware of it probably 10 years ago and it was really because we were going to <clears throat> Sunday services on base, on an army base at a chapel. And for several years, they did Advent. And so as we began to experience that and then research it and learn the history, it was something that we began to practice in, in our own home with our children. And it ended up, uh, it has been a, a great way for us to keep the focus on Jesus during this this season, that it's not just it's not just about waiting for the 25th. That's not what we're waiting for. You know, like you mentioned <clears throat> the word Advent. 
it's not about, that's not what we're waiting for. We're not waiting for Christmas Day. We're acknowledging that Jesus has come once and we're waiting for his return. And so uh, I like that, that picture of waiting for the arrival of some, someone important. And that's really what uh, the holiday season has become for us. And Christmas is just one, one day in that season. But uh, Lakeith, what was your, what was your experience with Advent? <laughs> yeah, so I am the true novice here. <laughs> uh, my first hearing about uh, Advent was a couple of years ago. And uh, it's kind of a proud moment, like, because here at, you know, Enter the Harvest, like, we don't want, we want our lives to be a reflection of our ministry, you know. And uh, I think that was true of the Strouds. I was living with them uh, twice. I've lived with them on two different occasions, and both were awesome. And uh, the first time, I think, was when we celebrated Advent, and I got to watch them as a family, um, you know, acknowledge and celebrate Jesus, that he came and that he, uh, that he was a Savior. But the, the part of the good news was that he was coming back. And um, we're, we were really excited about that. So it just gave us something different to focus on during the holidays. So now me, my family, Stephanie, Aiden, and Avery, this is going to be our first annual Advent. Uh, so we're going to get the candles, we're going to do the stories, we're going to do the hymns. Might invite a, a couple guys over uh, sometimes to do it with us, but we're, we're pumped. So we got to watch uh, the Strouds do it, and Abby, same thing. She's had some good stuff to share, so we're excited. Oh, that's so cool. And I love that you may have some guys come over and join you, which means mm-hmm. that you'll be instructing the next generation of people how to do Advent, which is really, that's awesome. I love that. Well, hopefully today's conversation will help all of you um, just be inspired about this season and what we can make it um, as followers of Jesus. Um, It can just be a very intense and stressful season of everything kind of coming at us at once, all of the parties, all of the presents, all the other P words I can't think of. And so I really, um, I do think it is so, so important for us to maybe just carve out the time to really focus on that waiting upon Jesus. So something that uh, we were, I think we Maybe it was just in my quiet time. In my quiet time this week has been in the end of Matthew. And so I was reading about um, Jesus having the Passover feast with his um, disciples. And I was just struck again about the importance of the feasting times um, in the Old Testament and how they then collided with the New Testament, how Jesus was literally the sacrificial lamb um, of Passover because he... um, he was, he was um, crucified during that Passover feast of that year. And I was just thinking how really, in a way, we also, by celebrating Advent, of thinking about waiting on the arrival of baby Jesus, we are also simultaneously um, waiting on his coming arrival. And that that's really something that we as believers are called to do. So we wanted to take a few minutes to just talk about um just this idea that God through time with his people has had them take time aside to celebrate festivals and feasts and time of fasting. And that all of those were really important um, part of their faith. So we just want to maybe lay a foundation of why, you know, we would even celebrate something like Advent. So um, Andrew, before we got started, you um, talked about a book that I laughed at the name because I thought it sounded lame. 
Um, but then you told us about it and I've taken back all my judgmental thoughts yet again. So please tell our listeners about that book and let's get started with that. Yeah. So I read a book earlier this year um, and it's, it's actually called how not to be secular and it's, it's by a guy See, named guys. What a, what a title. <laughs> so it's actually, it, this is what you're really going to think is, is kind of, um, I don't know if I would say lame, but, but it's definitely a very, um, academic book. Nah, that's probably not the right word. I'm sorry. Basically this book is, is written. There's a guy named Charles Taylor who wrote a book called a secular age. And this, that book was so confusing, so hard to follow that this guy wrote a book to help you understand the, the other book. So this is, um, this is a book that I read earlier this year, and I would love to have this guy on the podcast. Maybe, maybe we'll have that next season. But one thing that he talked about is how in our modern age, in 2019, we've really lost the, our connection to a lot of the, the rhythms that people 500 years ago, 1,000 years ago, Christians in particular, the way that they would experience life as they went about their, their day in, day out, week in, week out, year in, year out lives, that there were, it was actually much closer to what we read about in the Old Testament where there were feasts, there were times, annual times every year that would draw the people's attention to a different aspect of faith and, and God and what he had done and what he was doing, what he would do. And these were experiences that, that people would have. And we still have vestiges of that in, in modern life, especially if you are um, more in more of a high church uh, community like Episcopalian or if you're a Catholic, then you're, you're more aware of these, these feasts. But for many of us who are coming from a Protestant background or maybe even no background mm -hmm. when it comes to the church, we have no reference point for, for feasts like this and Advent was was one of these celebrations, one of these uh, observances that people would would have year after year, just like you said, Abigail, to 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 pause and remember that um, Jesus has come and the significance of that 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 God's Son um, came into the world, came into history, and lived a life, um, and the significance of that life and death and resurrection, but also to look forward. And remember that the story isn't over, that we're actually living in the middle of this story that God is telling. And so Advent, not I mean, Christmas has become very much focused on just the birth of Jesus, not even the significance of that necessarily, just the, uh, even at, at best when people think about the, the religious side of Christmas, they think about a baby in a manger, but they often don't really know much beyond that, or the significance of that, what's unique and special about that baby. And they certainly don't think forward to the, the return of, of that Son of God. But Advent really captures all of that. It captures that, that God's Son did come into the world, and He's going to return. And it sort of puts where we're at in our daily lives in perspective, and it helps recenter us, which is what I think the the feasts were really designed to do, the feasts mm -hmm. and the festivals. And this is a very biblical thing. Some, some people that I've talked to are a little apprehensive about Advent because they're not familiar with it, honestly. And, and they... Or they, they believe that it's something man-made, and therefore, if, if man came up with this idea, then 
then we should not um, we should not celebrate it. But if you look at the the model, the the principles of feasts and festivals, this is something that we find throughout Scripture, especially in the Old Testament, because uh, we have the Law of Moses that actually spells out annual feasts, annual festivals that that um, the people were required to observe. And I've been reading in Numbers, and I just read where the 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 law requires the men for sure three times a year to to make a journey a pilgrimage to a very specific place hmm. and to to observe different aspects of their faith different aspects of their religion that would remind them of what god had done and why they were different and how they should live and one of the i know this is a long answer so bear with me people this um, is great <laughs> one of the one of the forces that we're dealing with as modern people that we're not even aware of because we've never known anything differently is that every day is the same. Every day is the same. And even for Christians, certainly for non-believers, this is the case. No day is more special than the other. Um, and so life is just Groundhog Day over and over and over. And, and you can really, your, your vision for what's important, what really matters can really just be caught up in the daily routine. Um, what feasts and what annual uh, festivals do is they they draw our attention beyond the the hurriedness of life, the mundaneness of life. They elevate our perspective to something that's bigger than us. It's bigger than life. It's bigger than history. It's it's God and what He's doing, mm-hmm. and that's really what we can tap into. I mean, so many of us have experienced. Christmas, the commercializing of Christmas, but a great way to, I guess, recapture this season, I think is is Advent because mm. it's a period, it's the four weeks leading up to Christmas, uh, just to be clear, the four Sundays prior mm. to Christmas. So this year, Advent starts, I think it's the third, whatever the first Sunday of of it's December. the first. The first, the oh, first wow. Sunday yeah. of December. It's very easy this year. <laughs> yes. And then it's going to be each subsequent Sunday and then Christmas. So what it does is it, it creates a, a window of time where we're purposely elevating our, our attention on the importance of the arrival of God's Son. So that's a lot. So I'm just going <laughs> to stop talking and let you guys sort of <clears throat> respond to that. Oh, that was honestly encouraging for sure, Andrew. And um just knowing the history and the background. And it was something that Abby said um, about this guy, Charles, Charles Taylor. I actually feel like I should read the book too because it says that you shouldn't judge a book by its cover. But um, as a guy who's doing barbering part-time, I immediately went to his eyebrows and I was like, man, he could use a trim, you know? So uh, know. What do you, guys you gotta put those things back forward. Oh my goodness. Should, uh... <laughs> so... Uh, <laughs> But you, that, you that shouldn't be the reason. By its cover. Exactly. That shouldn't be the reason I it's should like be. Uh... Santa eyebrows. Just oh, to man, like stay intense. on topic. Exactly. So, um, but I, I am intrigued by that book and it makes me want to <laughs> look into it more so that my only takeaway isn't about his eyebrows. But that, that topic is intriguing how not to be secular. And I do agree that Advent has really helped me at least personally focus a lot more on 
Jesus, just period, like mm. Jesus, the good news about him. So I, uh, I thought that was good that you connected the dots. Yeah, and I think um, because of this secularization, that was a hard word, um, of Christmas, I know I got it out. I, um, I do think that it's almost all the more important for us to use this time because it, it was already set aside. It was a holiday and we all as Christians celebrated it. But because of all the added on things that we've added on to Christmas, in some ways, the pushback for me personally is to then add in this element of Advent so that I can, you know, get my mind centered and hopefully recentered for the whole year. Because it's not just for this season. Right. It's truly as as followers of Jesus, you know, the um, the Son of God coming to earth as a baby is an incredible miracle. But then the fact that he has promised us to come back again um, is also maybe should be at the forefront of our minds at all times. So um, having that idea of how the, at that time when he was born, the the Jewish people were looking for the Messiah. They were literally... Um, the people that were maybe close to the heart of God were looking for the Messiah. That's usually the term used in our Bibles, but that just means that they were thinking about it. They were praying about it. They were on on edge, so to speak, waiting mm-hmm. for the Messiah. And we should be the same way. Like we should emulate that in a lot of ways. Um, so for me, Advent is definitely about helping me recenter to having that kind of mentality because I can get so caught up in the the day-to-day stuff that we very much get caught up into abby if i can just say one more one more thing on this topic of what we're yeah what you had just mentioned there in terms of all of us feel the 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 pressure of this holiday season uh the busyness um the um (laughs) the financial impact of it a gift giving um and and another point that that um, Mr. Smith makes in this book is that um, you can't escape that, that the, the human experience to live life is to, is to go through the act of observing, observing different things. So, you know, the secular, the secularization of Christmas and Advent. See, it's hard. (laughs) It is. It, It exists no matter what. And sometimes we can say that we're keeping Christ in Christmas, but it's, it's pretty hilarious once you kind of understand that this is the way we live as humans, that, that we, we operate in rhythms. And, and we've just replaced those rhythms, the, the, the rhythms that the church provided um, 500, 1,000 years ago. We replaced those with modern day. So the Super Bowl is an annual festival mm-hmm. that people are celebrating. Um, Pumpkin spice latte from hey. Starbucks. I mean, seriously, there's a countdown for pumpkin spice lattes, and people, there's a, um, there's an experience that we have inside. Mm-hmm. Not me. I'm not a. Uh, I just want to be very clear here. <laughs> but obviously, some people are really all about pumpkin spice lattes. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Um, and and even Black Friday, people are counting down Cyber Monday. These are these are benchmarks. Halloween. Exactly Disney the, Plus, man, there was a, a real <laughs> countdown Disney. for that. Oh my goodness, and, uh, I thought about yeah. Disney Plus too. Oh, oh, that's man. terrible. That a big thing in America, so, man. So if you didn't grow up yeah. with Advent and it feels foreign and you think, well, is this unnatural? Should I not? Would this actually detract from keeping Christ at the center? I would just say that you're already going to be going through rituals 
yeah. uh, just because of the society that you're part of. And the way I see Advent is it's a chance to step away from those rituals that the world is pressing in upon us and directing our attention elsewhere, specifically directing it to the truth of the good news that, that God's son has come once and he's going to, to come again. Mm -hmm. uh, yeah, because don't you think that's why God even instrumented different feasts and festivals? Because he knew that's how he made us. He made us to mark time. I mean, there was always yes. a new year. I mean, mm -hmm. the moon literally is waxing right. and waning. I mean, we are just made this way. The seasons, I was out for a run today and like all the the leaves have finally changed in Texas. So um, whatever <laughs> nice. whatever day it is now in November, I am, um, I'm finally experiencing fall. So, nice. but even that, like I, I look forward to that every year. I mean, that's something we anticipate and look forward to. Right. And so we want to, to do that in our faith. It's really important. Okay. I think we've, we've yes. definitely, we've given our case. <laughs> Got it. Mm -hmm. I feel like all of our listeners are now just ready to go and can't wait to celebrate Advent if they're not already. <laughs> So, um, all right. So, Andrew, what uh, what exactly do you do with your family um, or, or what were you doing? Like just on the Sundays, did you light a candle? What did you do? Yeah, we've done different things, but primarily we do the the four week um, lead up to on, on Sundays with a candle for each Sunday. And the candles represent based on the different traditions you might have um, the candle representing some different aspect of the um the story of jesus but um but each one focuses on a different a different aspect so andrew you gotta quiz me so yeah so see if i got this word, uh, so. yeah so what is the so the first week the first sunday of advent you light the first candle and that represents is that the hope candle Nope. <laughs> <laughs> this is good because we need to prepare so our family's getting ready so, this so is good. the first uh, candle down. is to it's typically prophecy. 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 And so then what we'll do is we'll actually read some of the prophecies, the Old Testament mm -hmm. prophecies that foretold about the coming of the Messiah, the coming of, of this special leader that God was going to send into the world. And then we can read how Jesus fulfilled those prophecies in his first coming. And depending on how expansive you want to go, you could even move into prophecies about his his return. Mm -hmm. But that's what you're really focusing on is the promise that God was going to intervene and come into the world, take action. So so each week, each Sunday, you light a different candle, which highlights a different aspect of the coming of God's Son into the world. You read a relevant scripture passage or, or number of passages about mm -hmm. that with the family. And then we always would spend time praying as a family and then we would sing at least one Christmas carol, um, usually multiple. And the, and I would say that we did this with our kids when they were younger, and they loved it. I mean, they loved That's the true. candle lighting. Yeah. They loved yeah. the scripture reading. Um, they loved praying together as a family. And yeah. then the songs were definitely always a big hit. Mm -hmm. Yep. Yeah, I couldn't remember the candles, guys. I know there's like a <laughs> prophecy. There's a hope candle. There's a joy candle. Is there a uh, joy? Yes. Yep. Yeah, joy, joy or rejoicing. Joy something. And then there was you're the just Christ. One, yeah, yeah. The Christ job, candle. See? All right. Okay. There's hope. That's there's hope. But there's actually different, there's different right. ones. I exactly. mean, that's the, that's the Stroud version, which is a great one. And I yes. think um, 
there's a lot of freedom in this too. Mm. And I think that's what we also want to tell you. I um, showed Keith earlier, like my giant stack of books that I was going to bring out for all of you to see. (laughs) But I think that even that will show you that there's just so many different ways to celebrate this. I think just taking the time as you're listening to this and listening to all the things that we may have to say, um, of just thinking, okay, how can I use this time in December, this very busy season to turn my thoughts and my heart towards Jesus and his coming again and the miracle of his coming the first time and just how we can make that look, like make a plan, as my Taipei self would say. (laughs) So, um, yeah, I think it has changed over the years for us because of our kids' ages, Um, but we pretty much do the exact same thing. I think when they're really little, you just go heavy on the singing, and when they get older, you can start adding in more scripture. (laughs) Like, I think that's just kind of the... Mm -hmm. And, you know, there's always the fire and the flame, and that's really fabulous. I love that. Yeah, we we Um, always have to take turns with the the candle, the kids uh, lighting and um, snuffing. Mm -hmm. Yeah, they will fight over that, those listening. You should just know that that will come, unless you have angel children, and please let us know if you do. (laughs) We want to hear all your child-rearing tips if... (laughs) That's the case. Uh, Okay, so I really, can I get into my various things now? Can we do it? Yes. Okay, so first off, I'll start with myself. So I actually, um, I did an online Advent study on my very first blog because I love Advent so much. And so I didn't even know that people did Advent studies, so I made up my own. And I would literally put scripture on my blog and people would read it and then we would all write blog posts and I'll link them up together. This is back in 2011. So this was a long time ago. Um, But I know, but then I realized that um, maybe I had more children is what happened. And so I lost more brain cells and I became far less smart and I had less time. And so I learned that there were people out there in the world making studies for me and I didn't even have to put in the work. So for then on, I have collected a whole bunch of them, but um, we will, I will do a blog post on this where we'll have a bunch of links to things. But I think the big thing is for you to just do a Google search. If you would like to have a, do an actual book Advent study, such as this one, it's called Hallelujah. And it's based on Handel's Messiah, which is basically just Isaiah. And so every single day there was scripture reading and mostly they were just um, prophecies about uh, the coming of Jesus. And then towards the end, there were prophecies about the second coming. So that was pretty cool. And because this was based on Handel's Messiah, every day they told you like what song to listen to from the Messiah. So that was fun. So that's what I did last year. So I personally, because of my scattered brain, I need something every single day. Um, maybe as a family, we only gather together once a week, like on the Sunday, but I, because of who I am, need more than that. And what we did, um, is we actually did incorporate our kids in the everyday. Uh, we have so many Advent calendars. We have the kind that you put little candies in because I feel like you should always incorporate candy into your (laughs) Christian beliefs. Uh, because your children will end up having a happier time (laughs) and really love Jesus and candy. Um, So that's really important. (laughs) Um, So we would do like the the candy one and then the lighting the candle one. So then we ended up with three different like 
open this little door and pull out this little treat so that there was one for literally every child. And that's how I solved the problem of the fighting over the candle. Isn't that amazing? I'm, I'm taking notes, amazing. Abby. That's good. I'm, I'm such notes. a good mom. But also just, <laughs> just know that this the bad part about that is that then Advent every night takes like 30 minutes because you're doing right. all the things. Okay. But here's the most important thing. This is also for you adults. You, you do not have to be a child for the, these two, but they are children related. Um, if you have not heard about the Jesus Storybook Bible, you should buy one for yourself as an adult. I don't care who you are. You should own a Jesus Storybook Bible. They are very simple stories, but every single one of them points to Jesus at the end. And you can Google Jesus Storybook Bible Advent, and it will tell you like a little calendar of what story to read. And it'll take you right up to the birth of Jesus. But in those stories, it's basically a simplified version of what we just talked about. It's talking about how all of the Old Testament is pointing to Jesus. So, um, for instance, the end of the, the story about Noah, you know, it's talking about how, you know, he sent this rainbow saying he would never destroy the earth again. And then he says, hold on, we're getting there. I should have marked it. You guys are just listening to me what pages. Okay. So it's it basically says a plan to one day send his own son, the rescuer. So like every single one talks about the coming of Jesus. So that's a really easy one. If you already have a Jesus storybook Bible, if you need to buy one, you should because even as an adult I have cried over the Jesus storybook Bible. It's so beautiful. <laughs> Um, so that's really great. And then another really easy and fun way to kind of change your personal perspective is this fiction telling of, it's called Ishtar's Odyssey. It's not very thick. And it is a fictional telling of a little boy whose father is a wise man. And so he travels from or somewhere in Persia, and he's traveling with his father, and he, like, learns lessons about how not to be selfish anymore and, you know, like, kid lessons. But it's a beautiful retelling of, of the star and what that meant and what that meant to the people that would have seen it. And the and it talks about the, the biblical prophecy of the time. And then once it actually, you know, kind of gets to what the Messiah would bring, I mean, I actually cried I'm not a crier and hmm. actual, maybe I didn't. I had the feeling of tears and <laughs> Brett actually cried. Maybe that's what happened. Oh, no. <laughs> Either way, it was a really great, um, I think maybe a meditation is the best way to put these kind of fictional things. Well, the Jesus story Bible is not fiction, but um, it is maybe like a, a simple telling of Bible mm -hmm. stories. Mm -hmm. This is fiction, but it's a meditation on truths that, you know, maybe if your mind is very scattered at this time of year, this would be something very simple for you. Um, and really awesome. The kids love this book. I would say you can start reading it to them in kindergarten. So kindergartners and up will really love it. Um, definitely start with Ishtar's Odyssey, but we also have Jotham's Journey, He's a shepherd boy and Tabitha's travels. She is like a little um, Jewish girl. Um, so those are those. I will so those are those all based well. around Advent, correct? All, yes. all three of those. 
So all of those, they are, they are there leading up to Jesus's birth. Mm-hmm. Spoiler alert. They all end up, <laughs> they all end up being there when Jesus is born. So that like the traveling, well, I guess Ishtar isn't because of the timeline, mm. but he does meet Jesus. It's the point. Um, it's, it's actually pretty biblically accurate. It does not have the whole like, um, shepherds and, um, three right. wise men showing up on the same day. Like many of our, um, nativity scenes would tell us. <laughs> okay. So, uh, those are things that we do on a daily basis. Um, I I'm doing a, she reads truth, um, study. It hasn't arrived yet, but I'm really excited about it. And it's, um, believe it's looking at, um, not, it's looking at future at Jesus's return as well, which I'm pretty excited about that aspect to it. So guys, there really are so many options and I would like two more. Are you right? I'm sorry. No, this is good because okay. I think it's good because a lot of people I know for me, um, I would not know where to start. So these, these are great recommendations. Yeah, there. this is a good place to start. And there are probably other really, really great resources. Maybe you should call us and tell us your resources. We'll air them for everybody else. Okay, so this is a John Piper um, little book, The Dawning of Indestructible Joy. Um, I thought this was based off of a podcast that he puts out every year, and it's about three minutes long maybe, but it's for every day leading up to the 25th. And you can go to desiringgod.com to find that podcast and to subscribe to it just for the month of December. It is so, so good. It's very short. You can listen to it on your way to a very short distance. What do you, where do you go that's short? <laughs> I don't know. To drop off my kids at school, but I wanted to think of something else, but I literally can't. So that's where you can listen to it um, on the way to the gym. I don't know what's close to your house. So that's what you should listen to. Um, but this one, I didn't love this one as much, but he does have a really good insights and also taking um, historical information and kind of combining that in. It's, I love that kind of stuff. Ray Vanderlein has some really good stuff on um, historical information about the time of Jesus' birth and like, the combination of what was going on in Rome and how that all combines together. It's really, really cool. Did you know, here's a tidbit. Did you know that Bethlehem out the outskirts where all of those um, shepherds were, that those were actually the sheep that were, they were raised specifically for sacrificial lambs. So those were not just any old sheep. They were sacrificial sheep, which is Hmm. even cooler. I love a good imagery. Okay. So, um, so that podcast is really great. I would really love more recommendations for like very short Advent podcasts. So if anyone else has any good ones, I will probably be Googling that in the next few days. Um, and maybe one day we'll do one. That's one of my, that'll be one of my goals. That'd be cool. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. It's like a really short, I, to me, that's the real key. And all of this is we want to do what's doable and not put too much on our plates, too much all like all at once and just become even more stressed. (laughs) So you want to be able to add things into your, your current life um, and maybe subtract some things just so that you can make room for this good stuff. So those are some of my resources. 
do you guys have anything you want to add? I just totally dominated for an extended no, no. period of time. This is definitely, <laughs> this is where people need to hear from you for sure. Mm -hmm. um, now, I did have a question for you, though. You're going to be, this, this podcast is coming out, like you said, on Thanksgiving Day. The following Monday, I believe, is going to be the day that your article on Advent comes out that, that posts to the blog. Is that right? Um, yes, it's either already out, as in I published it this last Monday, or it's coming out this Monday. It just depends on my Harvester article because that <laughs> person needs to get them in. So, Got it. so will anyway, these they will have it. They will have will be linked there. Um, almost all of them, yes. Okay, and yes. that'd probably be a and good if place not, to. Then, yeah, yeah. So, so they you... can see direct links. And you know what, guys, if you click on those direct links and you buy one of those resources off of our blog, then it will be an affiliated link and we'll get maybe 15 cents. And it'll be really the best, <laughs> the best day of our lives. It, it'll help <laughs> us finish the year. Yeah. Um, but it, it, that would probably be a good place to you, Abigail, for people. If you do have a, a resource that, that you love that's been great and you want to share it with the community, then that might be a good place that we can encourage people to post um, yeah, suggestions that would be awesome. in the comments. That way everyone that can see it. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. And I think my hope just hearing you guys share on Advent is that your passion for it is contagious, that even if people like are, are figuring this out as I go and looking up resources and trying to establish something, I really do hope that your passion for Advent and the coming of Jesus is contagious because it was for me. Like I hope that for listeners, they feel the same way that, you know, they're walking away like, man, I, I really want to think about Advent and incorporate <laughs> it this so year. Too. I'm very yeah. passionate. <laughs> I, I actually just thought of two other things. The, there's literally so many. And nowadays there are really, I think that we're coming into a great time where this mm -hmm. is sort of coming back into play and that's great. And so I think um, just take advantage of the resources that you find. And if it's one of those like, um, there's a book where it's like a little baby Jesus and you and your family do acts of service all throughout the month. And it like mm. tells you which ones to do. That's great too. That's, That's a cool. different aspect of Christmas that we want to hold on to. Um, I tend to really hit on the whole, the Messiah is coming aspect in our home, but we could probably use some more giving hearts around here too. So, um, so I think every year we kind of just, um, look to see what the need of our family is, what we maybe need, um, re reorienting and refocusing yeah. on as a family and really make it about that. And so I think all of us can always use a greater reminder of the promise coming King. So uh, for sure, let's focus on that one. And yes, I'm sorry about my Uber passion about this episode. <laughs> <laughs> no, the exuberance is great. Mm-hmm. All right. Well, I think we pretty much covered everything. We really, and I specifically would like, this is very meta of me to say this on a podcast, but please recommend podcasts to me personally. I would really like to know if you know of any other, maybe kids oriented Advent podcasts. Um, I would love to hear about it, but we really would love your feedback. Love to hear your thoughts, your opinions, your resources. We want it all. And we really appreciate you listening to it and happy Thanksgiving. That's right. Yeah, this is coming out on Thanksgiving. So this is our wishing you a happy Thanksgiving and also saying thank you for being part of the journey with us here at uh, Into the Harvest. We really do appreciate each one of you. We love hearing from you guys. And um, we're excited about going into this Advent season 
uh, together together with you. Yeah, we're we're super thankful, happy hearts because of you guys and the journey that God has taken us on through the podcast and being here. So happy Thanksgiving. I hope it goes well. Be safe. And uh, yeah. Andrew, did you want to um, do one last? Oh, yes. Thanks. Thanks, Abigail. We'll see if we'll see we had if a, we... like an awkward staring at each other moment there. That was cool. Let's keep that in. It's the, the advantage of video. Um, <laughs> yeah, we'll see if we keep this in. But yeah, just a reminder for folks, we are doing the year end fundraiser. We do need your help. Uh, we're excited about 2020 and we've already got ideas and plans for how we want to to grow not just the community, but but provide um, resources that I think will really help you live and share your faith. And um, we would do this for free, um, but the way the world works is it's hard to do this for free. <laughs> so if you value what we're doing and and you want to support it, then this is a great opportunity with the year-end fundraiser. So uh, yeah, you can go to the link in this particular video or podcast episode or visit our website and make a special year in contribution to the Finish Strong campaign. Appreciate you guys. We'll see you next time. Bye guys. Bye Abby. Thanks for being part of our community. If you find this podcast valuable, there are many ways you can support it. You can review it on iTunes, Stitcher, or wherever you happen to listen to it. You can share it on social media with your friends, or you can support it directly by visiting our website, intotheharvest.org, clicking on the donate link and becoming a monthly giving partner. When you do this, you'll receive a thank you package with some great ITH gear. Thank you for supporting the show and helping our small team make a big difference for Jesus. It's listeners like you that make this ministry possible.